Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. Got a big treat for you today. This is the second in a three-part series on Facebook marketing. This episode, Marketing with Facebook Like Buttons. The first episode in the series was marketing with Facebook fan pages and Facebook ads. If you haven't heard that, it was released towards the end of 2010. Definitely want to hear that show. Uh, It features Facebook account executive Xavier Leclerc uh, giving you the inside on how to set up a Facebook page and Facebook ads for maximum ROI. Definitely don't want to miss that. The third episode in the Marketing with Facebook series will be uh, Marketing with the Facebook Graph API, and I hope to have that out next week. In this episode uh, about Marketing with Facebook Like Buttons, you're going to learn the benefits of installing Facebook Like Buttons on your site. You'll learn how to use Facebook Like Buttons to achieve massive reach You'll learn how to optimize Facebook like buttons for maximum engagement. Uh, there's a couple things you can do to improve the effectiveness 10 times. Uh, and you're also going to use uh, learn how to use the Facebook activity stream and Facebook live stream social plugins. Um, this episode, I have to say, accelerated my knowledge of Facebook significantly as a marketing platform. And I hope it does the same for you. In the beginning of the last episode, I gave a plea to listeners for feedback, and I'd like to share some of the feedback that I got. Alexander Trikelja says on the Facebook page for the podcast, uh, people don't comment much because they listen and don't have much to add because a podcast is a place for learning something new. So please continue with the podcast. Thank you, Alexander. Uh, Jide Obey says, Please keep up the good work with the podcast. Thank you. And Onrik Swajoholm says, yes, please keep going. You run one of the few podcasts I keep recommending to others, and that's truly contributing to my own professional development. Uh, Onrik works for Weber Shanwick in Sweden. Thank you, Onrik. Uh, on the show blog, a couple of comments, and I'll read them. Tim Martin. Hmm. Now I'm feeling quite guilty. I've been listening to On the Record for ages, but I've never contributed in any way as a sign of my support, and I'm sure there must be others out there like me. Anyway, for the record, I draw considerable business value from your podcast. It's in my top three of the dozen or so I regularly listen to. I like that you don't let interviewees get away with the easy answers. It's a probing style that uncovers plenty of insight, uh, gems, for very selfish reasons. I'd be sorry if you threw in the towel. Thank you, Tim. That means a lot. I appreciate that. Uh, John Reed says, I'm a fan of the show and hope you keep doing it. I'm a podcaster myself and have enjoyed at least 20 of your episodes, maybe 30. Rarely have the time to comment, but it's good stuff and I share the info when I can. As far as being conversational goes, well, I can't stand Facebook for business, so you won't see me there. I did try tweeting you once, but you didn't engage back. So to spur conversation, you have to join in. You do some of the best podcasts out there, and I hope you continue. 
thank you, uh, John. I actually looked you up, and um, I sent you out a tweet. I haven't heard back. I guess uh, you missed mine, too. I, I missed yours. I'm sorry. I didn't ignore it. But who knows? Maybe we can engage on, on uh, Facebook or Twitter. I'd, I'd like that. <clears throat> um, if you want to share feedback uh, with me about how I can improve the show or you know what I, what I might change, I appreciate the, uh, uh, the the backslapping, but I also appreciate constructive criticism. You know, I got just this month a comment from Mark Elliott on the interview I did with Beth Canner back in December '09. He um, looks like he listened in December 2010, and he says I was interested to hear Cantor and download the podcast. I'm sorry to say that while she's a good interview. Uh, expanding on key points, maintaining a theme and thrust, one can't say the same of the interviewer. I'd go farther and say that the interviewer is an impediment to the interview. Uh, while with such a voluble guest, can somebody more attuned to the rhythm of an interview uh, do the duty? And I actually responded by saying, Mark, uh, so sorry I missed the mark for you. Um, if you'd like to interview Beth yourself, I'd be happy to release it as a special guest episode of the podcast. And you know, that goes for anybody out there. Uh, anybody have a uh, an interview or, uh, you know, a report that they'd like to share on this podcast? By all means, send it out. I'd love to include it. And, uh, you know, Mark, I'm sorry I missed the mark for you. I, I give it my best shot, but, hey, sometimes I miss it. The last thing I want to mention before we get into this episode, uh, marketing with uh, Facebook like buttons, is um, for regular listeners of the show, you know that uh, my book with Paul Gillen – Social Marketing to the Business Customer, which is the first book devoted exclusively to B2B social media, comes out on January 18th. And um, to celebrate and promote the release of the book, Paul and I are going to do a series of discussions about B2B social media. Uh, so if you're just on the site, you know, and you just sort of hit the play button and you're listening that way, uh, there's a number of different ways you can subscribe to the show. So the first thing you can do is uh, just hop on over to the show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. And in the right-hand column there, you can follow the show on Twitter. And then each time there's a new show, you'll get it on Twitter. Uh, you can like the show on Facebook. And then each time there's a new show, it'll come through on your Facebook newsfeed. Uh, you can click on Add to iTunes, in which case uh, each time there's a uh, new podcast, it'll automatically be downloaded to your iTunes or, or you can subscribe via email at the bottom link there. And then each time there's a new show, you get an email with a link. Uh, so three ways to get the show. Um, and if you are listening, you know, by just clicking on the listen button, it's, it, it takes a lot more bandwidth for me to provide that type of a stream. I certainly hope, you know, if you want to preview it, that you'll listen there. But if you are, if you do like the show and you do get value, it's a lot better if you subscribe uh, through one of these different channels. So let's get on with it, shall we? This is the interview with uh, Facebook partner engineer, Simon LaCrosse, on marketing with Facebook like buttons. What we're going to do is quickly talk about uh, the Facebook platform, specifically about using the Facebook platform in your site, in your product, to enhance it off Facebook.com. So um, Xavier was talking about the products we have on Facebook.com, talks about ads and pages. The third part of that ecosystem is, is Canvas applications, which... Uh, iframes within Facebook, but everything I'm going to talk about is off Facebook.com today. So we're going to look at what the platform is, why you should care, and uh, then go into um, some detail about how to get started uh, and some optimization techniques as well. But we can't really talk about the platform until uh, some of you who were here earlier have heard this before, but it's worth reiterating again. So we talk about 
how we feel the web is changing right now and, and, and how what we do with the platform is involved in that. And it's, the, the web is becoming a web of friends. You know, we've had this very successful web for years now, which is all about documents, it's all about data, and the way to navigate between them is through links, and if you know what you're looking for, through search. But the web is now moving to be about connections between people, and not just about connections between people, but about connections between people and content. And the way that we feel people are going to find the best, most relevant content in the future is through their friends. The Facebook platform is the way that you can take your product, the thing that you love, your website, your application, be it on the desktop, on a website, in HTML, in a browser, or on mobile, or increasingly on other platforms, internet-connected televisions, fridges, toasters, anything that can speak to the internet. How you can take the Facebook platform and leverage your product and the social web to massively improve your product, to, to transform the engagement and the quality of your product. But the platform is a pretty, a pretty crazy thing. It's just worth going back right to the start. You know, it's been around since I think May 2007, didn't it? Something like that. Um, and right now, um, we have over 550,000 apps inside Facebook. But that's just the beginning of the story. A million developers are developing on our platform. Right? That's an insane number of developers. The good news is that that means that the people inside your company, or the people you work with who build things for you, probably know this stuff already. So, you know, very low cost to entry. Two million websites have integrated with us. So this is where Facebook is used outside of Facebook within those products. Two million. I'm adding 10,000 every day. I mean, that's an insane amount of growth. It's testament to the fact that the platform can transform your products and make it better. And as Ethan was saying yesterday, we now have 250 million users engaged in the Facebook platform off Facebook every month. So we're really, really pleased with that, and it's testament to, the, as I said, the power of the platform. So why should you care if those numbers weren't enough? And it's simply because Facebook's platform can drive three things. Traffic, engagement, and insights. So traffic is all about bringing new people to your product, people that wouldn't necessarily have found it otherwise. Engagement means that when they arrive there, they do more and they stay longer. And insights, we have a suite of tools that allow you to see and analyze exactly what's going on inside Facebook and to improve and to see the improvements work. A couple of quick examples of how that's worked. TFR, these guys integrated Connect and Like and they do a whole bunch of other stuff with Facebook. They've seen referrals since they began their integration go up 600% from Facebook. Dailymotion, very popular video site. Now that they've had Connect, and because of the people arrived there have come from uh, a social recommendation, the people that are arriving, since their integration, they're now seeing 26% more video plays. And insights, we'll go into these in a bit more detail later. It's not really an example as, as such, but um, this uh, allows you to see in a way that you weren't seeing before how the content from your domain, example.com, is being shared and interacted with inside Facebook. So, let's start by looking at the ways to implement. There are kind of three parts to this story. Um, social plugins, which are the easy way to get started. I mean, they're super simple. You can embed them in minutes and they're going to have a transformative effect on your business. 
The Graph API is the way that a user can use your application and bring their friends and their interests with them. And that allows you to build transformative experiences inside your application. And lastly, Insights, we have a bunch of tools around Insights which, as I said, help you optimize. So starting with social plugins, and um, you guys will probably know all this already, but it's worth just going over again. The most important is the like button. It's the starting point for all of this. Here is the Independent. It's a website in um, a newspaper website in the UK. And here is the like button. What's exciting about this is it has names and faces. So I come to this website through either browsing or because I've come from a recommendation from my friend. And what I'm seeing is people I know who have liked this. This is extremely powerful. Much more powerful than just share, you know, send to Facebook, send to Facebook. Because I'm seeing a social experience on your website, it transforms how I felt about the experience of reading this news article, because I'm feeling that people I know have done it too. And it transforms the amount of people who would likely share. You know, just a share button, if you just click it and away it goes to Facebook. What happens here is that because I've seen other people do it, I'm much more likely to do it too. We'll look at some data on that later. Obviously, I click this, and what I ended up with is a story inside Facebook. And uh, my friends can interact with that story. The more people interact with it, the more social context it gets, the more relevance it gets, the more people see it, the more referrals from your website. But the like button isn't just the like button. Uh, there's several different versions, and it's probably worth just quickly going over them. Um, the standard version at the top there, without faces, uh, button count and box count are two versions where you have um, a small area of uh, real estate to play with. And then the one we just looked at, which is we call the like button with faces. I just want to quickly talk about this again. Like, so we talk to a lot of partners, news sites, um, video sites, uh, commerce sites, and they're like, well, that's a huge area to put on our page. Like, can't we just use the little, the little one, the like box with like, the number? Can't we just do that? And the answer is yes, of course you could. But this has an amazing effect. So the fact that I'm seeing faces, not just names like Justin and IA, but faces of people that I know has a completely different effect. And so we did some research on this, and what we saw that when you don't use the like button without faces, that's any version without faces, as the number of friends who liked it, so the names I see, the click-through rates go up. But if you add faces, look what happens. That's insane. By the time the fifth person that I know is like this and I see them, I'm ten times more likely to click that button. So, what we're saying here is if you're not using the like button, you should start because it's a great way to drive referral traffic. If you are using the like button, but you're using a smaller version, why not test the version with faces? Try it. It's real estate, I agree, but I think you'll find, or we seem to certainly find, that if you give it the space and position it deserves and have faces, the transformative effect is, is obvious. As Christian alluded to, the like button, um, what, what it does is, one, creates a feed story inside Facebook that people can interact with. Two, it means that your object, that page, is now a node on our graph, which means it appears in search. And if it's a certain type of page, like a movie or a TV show or a music artist or a product, then that will appear on their profile page. So you might visit my profile page and look at my movie section. Some of those links will link to Facebook pages about those movies, but some of them 
or going straight to other websites like IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes. Think about if you run a music service, embedding the like button on an artist page and saying the type of that button is a music artist means that you get all of the benefits of the first three, but now there's a box on my profile page which people will click on that goes to your site that represents that artist artist on a graph. But the last and one of the most interesting things about the like button is it allows you, the owner of the page, to publish back to the user. And so uh, Christian talked about this earlier, but I just want to bring it up again because it's a spectacular example. That example, when we come back, stay with us. This January 2011, Paul Gillen and Eric Schwartzman bring you the first book devoted exclusively to B2B social media communications. Packed with business-to-business case studies and applied knowledge, Social Marketing to the Business Customer is the most comprehensive collection of B2B social media marketing guidance ever assembled. B2B markets are driven by value and relationships. That's very different from B2C markets. This book's a hands-on guide. It walks business people step-by-step through the process of using social media to find and engage business customers to ultimately drive more revenue. Social Marketing to the Business Customer is available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and Borders, or buy it at our show blog at ontherecordpodcast.com. Also available for iPad and Kindle. newspaper site in, um, in Italy, and what they've done here is put the like button on every news article, but not just every article, on every object, every big object. So they've added the like button on every one of their 20 Serie A football teams. And this is the one for Juventus. And they did this, I think, about five weeks ago. And what you see is this box that they've added. Get updates on Facebook, receive news direct to your profile, click here. 104,000 people have liked that in five weeks. And what that means is that whenever La Republica posts a new story about Facebook, uh, sorry, about Juventus, that goes into Facebook and is seen, or could be seen, by all of the people who have clicked that button. You can kind of think of it like RSS, but that actually people use. It's <laughs> true, right? So what is this doing? So the like button itself on news articles gives you distribution and allows people to see your content and come back based on a social recommendation. It drives new users. It drives traffic. But what this is doing is driving engagement. It means that I have opted in. I like Juventus and I want to know more. And as Christian was saying, half of our users visit Facebook every single day. And many of them are multiple points during the day. It's their starting point and their ending point for their day on the web. So at the moment, I would have to go to the Republic's site, I would have to click on Sport, I would have to click on Juventus, and then read the news about Juventus. But instead, thanks to the like button, not only do you get all the benefits that we just talked about, but the Republic can reach me inside Facebook where I am during the day. That's a really powerful example of um, one of the other benefits of the like button. So these are the social plugins, as I was talking about. These are really easy to get started with. Uh, the most important thing about the like button is once you've implemented it, you need, also need to use open graph tags to mark up your page. I, I haven't gone into the technical details here, but um, we can either talk about that later, uh, or there's a handout which gives you more detail on all of this stuff. 
Just quickly go through another couple of plugins. Um, the Activity View plugin, the like button is great on objects, so sports teams, <coughs> news articles, but this is great on the homepage of your website. So imagine if you're running a news site or you're running a blog. I mean, I actually used to work at BBC where we ran a news site, we ran a, a TV site, and we tried to do this stuff. We tried to build a way to allow, when I arrive at the website, not only do I see what's the, the organisation editorially <coughs> wants me to see, what's the top news, we tried to build a way that I could see what my friends have been reading, what my friends are liking, and in general, what should I read based on my interests and what my friends' interests are. Facebook is in a, in a unique position to be able to do this, and the great thing for you guys is you can implement this in like a minute. One line of code, all the heavy lifting is done on the Facebook side. And when I arrive at your site, these are at the top, I see the activity of the things on your site that my friends have liked. And at the bottom, I can see what I should read based on recent activity by everybody, the things I've liked, the things my friends have liked, and my interests. All of that in a module that you can embed in a minute. And that, alongside editorial, is a great way to drive engagement on your site. It means when I arrive, I don't have to browse to find stuff because my friends have found it for me. So that's really awesome. Here's an example of it uh, on the CNN homepage. They've embedded it right on the front of you know, a huge American news website. There it is. And they see great use from it. One of the other social plugins that's cool is uh, the live stream plugin. Uh, you guys have probably seen this already, but it's just worth um, me mentioning it exists. Now this is super fantastic around live events. So that could be live sport, live news, or live entertainment TV. Anything that's happening now where lots of people are congregating together. Here's an example of a build, a newspaper website in Germany, embedding this alongside a live video stream of a football match that they had exclusive online rights to. And they saw hundreds of thousands of people come to this website, not only to watch the video, but while they were here, in a lean-back mode, watching the video, they were leaning forward, they were engaging, they were talking to people, they were getting value. And that means they stay longer, and they do more, and they're more deeply engaged with your product. It's a completely different experience. If you're doing live events, look at the live stream plugin. It uh, has an amazing effect. So we have a whole bunch of um, these plugins. They're really easy to implement, they're super easy for your site, and we have some more coming soon. Can't talk too much about those yet, but they're coming, which is going to be awesome. <laughs> And uh, if you go to this website, developers.facebook.com slash plugins, all of the information about the different ones, examples, how to get started, everything is all there. So if you're using Facebook, on, if you have pages or ads on Facebook, but you're looking for ways to bring Facebook into your product to improve it, these, this is the way to get started. Super easy, transformative effect. Awesome. Awesome indeed. I hope you've enjoyed this um, second episode and three-part series on Facebook marketing. Um, as I said, uh, the first episode was on uh, marketing with Facebook pages and Facebook ads. Um, and the next episode, uh, hopefully out next week, will be marketing uh, with the Facebook Graph API. Um, so if you haven't already, hop on over to ontherecordpodcast.com and uh, subscribe to the show either in Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, or email. Thanks so much. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. 
To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at OnTheRecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.